Every day, 130 Americans die from opioid overdose. Some of us are in invisible prisons today, even as we try to appear free. Sales of alcoholic beverages are up 55% compared to a year ago. I believe God's going to set you free. Welcome, everyone, to another episode here on the Recovering Reality Podcast. I hope you are doing fantastic. I hope you are intentionally moving into what it is you are called to do. Intentionality, one of my favorite words, one of my clients' least favorite words, because when I talk to my clients, I hammer that. Because growth isn't just going to come about by, well, maybe it'll happen today. You know, we want to take our business to another level. Well, well, maybe, maybe things will just change today on their own. I wish it happened like that. How many of us wish it happened like that? But it does not. But here's something I want to talk about um, with you guys today. And, and that's this. When we do begin to move down that path of intentionality, why does oftentimes it feel like all of a sudden this resistance, this opposition comes at us almost immediately? And because there's so many people that I talk to who they don't understand the why behind that. They don't understand the dynamics of the spiritual realm and what is going on. They get to that point where they commit personal change. They commit to starting the business. They commit to taking their business to another level. And all of a sudden, that step of intentionality, they are facing opposition. They get sick. Something happens. Their thoughts get crazy. They're like, ah, this isn't going to work. I'm not supposed to be doing this. It wouldn't be this hard if I was supposed to be, if, if this is what I was called to do. And right before the breakthrough, they quit. Mostly because they don't understand what's going on. I want to talk with you about that today. Let me share a little story with you real quick. Okay. Then we're paying an analogy. Then I'm going to share something from the word. Uh, that's going to sum it all up and bring it into perfect clarity. Two weeks ago. Uh, so let's see. Um, a couple of a month or two back, you know, a couple of months back, uh, all these doors opened up. Uh, I've been teaching people uh, how to operate in the prophetic and, and hear God's voice, um, the gift of prophecy and the gifts of the spirit for for years now, like 12 years now. And I I love it. It's amazing. People don't understand how simple it is. They confuse it and have seen it uh, maybe misrepresented or just don't understand it. So they shy away from it. And I love just simplifying it and saying, look, every single one of us can do this and is called to do it. And Holy Spirit wants to do it through all of us. And so doors open for us to teach a, a class uh, on that at our church. It's an awesome church. Um, 12 week class, just training people on what it's like to really hear God's voice and really bring heaven to earth by hearing God's voice for ourselves and uh, for those around us. On top of that, uh, some doors opened up as well to teach at a, at a ministry school, which is awesome, which I've, I've done a good amount of and I love. Uh, business is picking up. Uh, my book is coming out soon. There's all these things that were just like in line to happen. And now where I'm sitting, um, some of them have already happened and are starting, but then it was like I was right on the cusp. It was right on the horizon, okay? All these very positive, amazing things for God, for us, for business, all these things, okay? And wouldn't you know it, but I'm, 
I wake up one morning, my back was hurting a little bit the night before, a little bit while I was sleeping. I woke up that morning. This was uh, two and a half weeks ago now. Has it been three weeks? No, I don't think so. Two, two and a half weeks ago now, I wake up and my back just locked up on me. I, I went to the ground. It's like 630 in the morning. I could not get, uh, it was the worst pain I've ever felt in my entire life. And I had kidney, I had a bad kidney stone, kidney stones. I think there was a couple, but it, I had a bad, it was really bad because I've talked to people who've had them. And I guess sometimes they're, you know, not as bad or, or I only had them once, but the pain from kidney stone was horrific. That is very real, intense pain. If you're listening and you know what I'm talking about, you know, this pain in my back was worse than that. Much worse. My lower back seized up, locked up. Muscles went into full-blown spasm. I'm laying on the ground. I can't even, I'm almost crying. and can't even breathe, like almost passing out. The pain is so bad. I'm gripping the door. My son goes and grabs my, my wife. They call an ambulance. I couldn't even move. Four grown men had to get a, like a cloth, this cloth thing, and like roll me sideways onto it in excruciating pain, lift me up out of the bathroom, take me into the kitchen, set me on the gurney, wheel me out to the ambulance, take me to the hospital. Pain like I've never experienced before in my whole life. Long story short, I spent two days in the hospital, x-rays, MRIs, everything. There's really no issue. There's a slight bulging disc. Uh, doctors like, you know, this is not really even cause for concern. I, I doubt this is even what caused it. There's no need for surgery. There's no need. There's no like long term. It was I tweaked the muscles and they just went into full blown spasms. I, I couldn't. I didn't get out of bed uh, for the first two days, basically without excruciating pain. Then I basically laid in bed for a week and, you know, all the icing stretching, I'm back to normal. It's two and a half weeks. There's no reoccurring injuries. There's no nothing. Right. It is not a coincidence that that happened right before all this amazing stuff is about to happen. It's not a coincidence. Okay. And there was a couple of other things, right? The week before it happened, our whole family got sick. The week before we started teaching new clients, all these different things, all this stuff coming, all this amazing stuff that happened, get home right when I start getting over it, right when it's like 70%, I'm up walking around still tender and everything, but it's like getting back to normal, whole family gets sick. We haven't been sick in six months. Nobody in the whole family, whole family gets sick like five days before we start. These are, this is not a coincidence. Okay. Now, <clears throat> that being said, we started, it was amazing uh, teaching these classes and uh, more stuff with business clients and all just all this breakthrough that was right on the horizon. We started, it went fantastic. But let me paint, I want to paint a little picture for you so that we can better understand what's going on in the spiritual realm. Okay, now listen, uh, I've been doing this for years. It's, uh, it didn't happen. And I was shocked and like, oh my gosh, why is this happening? Why me, God, why? That, that why question is 90% of the time a trap. Most of the time, the why question is not going to be answered. Because most of the time, what it does is it pins us in a corner as a victim. Why me? Why is this happening? I've done it before. Okay. I don't anymore because it doesn't work. It's the question we need to be asking is, what is it I need to do in this situation, God? And what does this mean for our relationship? And when we have an understanding that it's not 
God doing it. He's not the one doing it. The enemy, since John 10, from the words of Jesus himself, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus says, but I have come to bring life and life more abundantly. If it's death, loss, or destruction, it's the enemy. If it's life and life more abundantly, it's Jesus. The sooner we get that locked into our psyche, the sooner we believe that at the bottom of our heart, the easier it's going to be to connect with God, especially in difficult seasons. Okay? We paint a little analogy for you, all right? What most people don't understand is that we are at war. <laughs> there is a spiritual war going on. I think what's going on in the world at large right now in the last two years, uh, two and a half years, I suppose, um, it's been, <clears throat> excuse me, it's been amplified. But even when things appear to be you know, somewhat normal in society, there's a war going on. That war is for people's souls, okay? We know uh, maybe battle is a better word because the war has been won. Jesus said it's finished. We know the end, all right? The battles between now and the end where we know how it ends are for people's souls, all right? Now, what we don't understand is that when we say yes to Jesus, Holy Spirit comes and fills us, our mere existence is a threat to darkness, okay? When we show up, it ruffles the feather. You ever, you ever, you ever just walked into a room and immediately from you just walking into the room, you're doing good, you're peaceful, you're, you're happy, you walk into a room and all of a sudden thoughts of like depression, uh, you know, overly self-aware, insecure, all these different things just pop all of a sudden right in your head. Why? Because, I mean, it's, it, it's just coincidence. All of a sudden, it just started happening. I'm doing good. I walk into a room with these people, and immediately I start feeling that. Okay, it could be some insecurities that need to be dealt with because of how I feel around being around other people. But that's not our identity, and that's not it the majority of the time. What it is is I walk into a room, and other people's issues in the room all of a sudden can be sensed and felt in the room, and any sort of demonic presence on anybody or any sort of darkness is immediately annoyed that you came into the room with peace and with joy and with clarity. They're annoyed by that, so they're pushing back on you, and the battlefield is in the mind. The mind is the canvas that the unseen realm paints on, okay? We walk into the room, we immediately start feeling it. What is that about and why? Let me paint a little picture for you, a little uh, uh, analogy further in a bit. So we're in a war here, okay? Uh, darkness versus light, good versus evil. Some people like to say, well, it's Republicans versus Democrats. It's liberals versus conservatives. No, it's not. It's good versus evil. That's what this battle is. Let's say that I, okay, am with uh, 50 troops. What military analogy here? I'm with 50 troops, okay? And we're sent on assignment, go into this region, find the enemy, evict the enemy, right? Obviously, this is war. This is a battle. Um, it's conflict, all right? It's carnage. It's conflict, okay? But just follow me on this analogy. So here in this 50 of us, we know the enemy is in this region here. We go into the region to engage the enemy and evict the enemy, 
right? Cast the enemy out of that space. Okay. So we're hiking through, you know, we, we got radar, military intelligence. We know there's somewhere we're, we're inching through the jungle, you know, 50 of us, whatever. And what's the first signs that you have engaged the enemy? The first signs you engage the enemy is going to be a bullet whizzes past your head. <laughs> a grenade goes off. Shots fired. Okay. That's the first, that's how you know, all right, we're engaged. Here we are. It's the same in our mind in this regard. Okay. We, all of a sudden we say, I'm going to change my personal life. I'm going to stop doing drugs. I'm going to, I'm intentional. I'm taking my business to the next level. I'm sick of where it's at right now. I'm doing it. I talk to these people. Every single day, these are all the clients I work with. I see it all the time, okay? Immediately, you are intentional and you say, I'm going that way, I'm doing this. And the first thing you encounter is opposition and resistance. To do what? To get you to question, gosh, should I really be doing this? If this is what I should be doing, shouldn't it be easy? If God's called me to do this, why is there conflict? Why does this happen to me every time? All of a sudden, there's all these traps set and we fall for it because we don't understand what's going on. The first thing that happens when we are moving into new territory to establish the kingdom, our business, our personal life, is we are expanding our territory. And the first thing that happens when we expand our territory is we encounter the enemy who was previously occupying the territory. And the first thing that happens is conflict. Boom, bullet whizzes past our head. Boom, thoughts start popping in my head. I shouldn't even be doing this. Why am I doing this? It didn't work last time. Why is it going to work this time? I never, it never works out for me. Why am I trying this? Any of those thoughts sound familiar? You want to know why? Because they happen to everybody. Is the, the, the shift. When you understand what's going on, it's easier to navigate. All of a sudden, my back happens. We get sick. It did not deter me for one second. Was it the easiest thing in the world? No. Does it have its challenges? Yes. Does it suck? Yes. But when you understand what's happening and why it's happening, you see the macro picture. You take your eyes off the micro. You take your eyes off the immediate. And you're like, oh, my gosh, why is this happening? What am I going to do? All of a sudden... Take your eyes off of that. Put it on the big picture. Remind yourself, God's gotten me through worse than this. God's not the one doing this. This is the enemy. And if, he's ex if he is, is using this much time and energy to try and stop me right now, there must be something real spectacular on the other side of it. Understanding what happened to my back, that's not God. That's the enemy because he's afraid of me. All of a sudden, whole family gets sick. That's not God. That's death, loss, destruction. It falls into those categories. That's not God. He's life and life more abundantly. Wow, well, we're going to get through this. And if there's this much resistance to breakthrough and occupying the territory that, is, that I'm in friction right now, that I'm in a battle to get to, man, that must be something real spectacular in that territory right there. Hopefully you guys are tracking with me, okay? Because that battle is waging in the spiritual realm. I'm going to do... Boom, fill in the blank. What's the very next thing that happens? Opposition to exactly what it is you said you're going to do. And when that happens, 
your first, the first thing we should do is get encouraged. Get encouraged. It's like, oh, I know how this works. Like clockwork. Look, I don't go around and I'm like, oh, great. There's this good thing coming to my life. Just prepare to get pummeled. Just prepare for all this bad stuff. Watch out for darkness. Be careful. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I'm looking for God and what God is doing. Okay. But I'm also not illiterate to the enemy's schemes. I'm aware. And when this stuff starts popping up and happening immediately, I'm like, oh, I know this. Yeah, I've seen this before. This isn't going to discourage me. Sucks. This pain's brutal right now. I can't get, I can't stand up or hardly breathe. I know what's going on here though. Get to the hospital. Yeah, I, I know what's happening here. God's going to get me through this. And apparently the breakthrough on the other side is so spectacular that the enemy is terrified. All of this comes down to knowing our identity. When we know who God is, we know his character and his ways. We know who he says we are and we know our identity. It's very easy to get our eyes off of the micro and panic in the immediate and get our eyes onto the macro, 30,000 foot view, right? The big picture view and say, oh, I see what's going on here. I know who I am. This isn't God. This is happening because the enemy is afraid of me. That's why this is happening. And when we can lock that in, we become a people that are constantly progressing. Because here we have to understand something. The first command in the Bible was be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth. Those are the first things, okay? Be fruitful, expansion. Multiply, expansion. Subdue the earth. That is, it's a military-type perspective of saying, it's not subdue the earth, go conquer the earth, conquer everything and, and demand people do things the way I do and conquer regions and cities. And it gets, mis, it gets misconstrued. And this is a spiritual battle, okay? Destroy the works of the enemy. Destroy the depression. Destroy, let me read you this here. This is the first thing. This, this, this is perfect, okay? I'm going to read this real quick. So Luke 4, Jesus has gone into, just, just keep tracking me. This isn't a rabbit hole tangent, okay? Just, just follow me here. The first thing is, so Jesus comes out of the wilderness after being tempted by the devil. That's in Matthew 4. Uh, account is my favorite account of it. And it is also in Luke 4. And Luke is the most chronologically sound gospel in the Bible. And that's why I'm reading from Luke here, okay? Because it'll make sense in a second. Luke is in order. The rest of them are not for whatever reason, they're not. Um, the, the gospel of Luke is in order the way things played out chronologically, okay? Jesus, right after going into the wilderness and being tempted uh, by the devil, okay, which we'll get into in just a second, comes out, uh, goes to Nazareth, um, Nazareth uh, being his hometown, and he says, look, he, he goes into the synagogue, all right? He grabs the scroll, and he stands up to read, and he found the place in Isaiah. Now he's quoting the book of Isaiah here. Okay. He's quoting it. And he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recover sight to the blind and to set at, to set at liberty, those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Other translations say the favorable year of the Lord. Okay. That's his identity. He, he came to set the captives free, give sight to the blind. 
He came to bring life and life more abundantly. He came to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. Now, let's back up a little bit because I want to paint a picture that's not even paint a picture. I want to tell you, I want to get into the word of the most perfect example of everything I'm trying to describe here. You set your mind to do something, immediately there's opposition. What in the world is that about? Why? Why is this happening to me again? Jesus, in Matthew 4, okay, this is, he just got baptized, okay? Holy Spirit just descended on him like a dove. God spoke audibly to him at the River Jordan when John the Baptist baptized him. He says, this is my beloved son, hear him, all right? <clears throat> Immediately then, Holy Spirit leads him into the wilderness. Let me read this. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward, he was hungry. Now, when the tempter, that's the enemy, the tempter, listen, we say, oh, the devil, the enemy, and most people don't understand his schemes and how he works. It starts in the mind. As soon as you start questioning your purpose and your identity, as soon as resistance comes when you're trying to do what it is you're called to do, those thoughts that are popping in your head, that over, all of a sudden, depression, anxiety tries to hit you and grab a hold of you. It's the enemy. It is not God. It's the enemy. And we understand these dynamics. It positions us to see it and say, oh, I see what's going on here. I don't receive this. Walk through it, pray it off, get on the other side of it, understand who I am and who God is, and walk into what he's called me to do. You will face opposition. Matter of fact, you can tell the strength of the word someone's called to. You can tell the strength of someone's destiny by the opposition that comes against it. So if you have been facing constant opposition when you're trying to step into what it is you feel like you're called to do, it's because there's something massive waiting for you on the other side. Jesus is led into the wilderness, okay? Just fasted 40 days. He is about to start, really start, okay, his public ministry. The enemy knows it. He's about to start casting devils out of people. He, there, he, there's already been some miracles that have happened. It's in the word, okay? But he's really about to start, okay? He's about to go into Nazareth, proclaim what Isaiah said about him, right? And then he's really about to start healing the sick, teaching the word, casting out devils, miracles, three years of, three years of at the end of the gospel of John, it says there were so many miracles that all the books in the world couldn't contain it. That, in three years, is about to start. The Son of God, the Father being revealed through the Son, is about to start, and the enemy knows it, and the enemy's terrified. Listen. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The first thing that he tries to get him to do is to perform. The first thing that he tries to get him to do is to lock his mindset into your identities based on your performance. It goes a step further. The enemy's really not that smart. Listen to this. If you are the son of God, command these stones become bread. The enemy's talking to the bread of life. He's talking to the bread of life, the word of God, trying to manipulate the word to the word of God. Are you guys tracking with me? He's trying to manipulate the written word to the living word. And he's trying to tell him to make bread to somebody who is the bread of life. 
He didn't really think through this, but his direct attack is to get you to question your identity. It's to trip you up, get you into performance. That's what all of a sudden you're set out to try and do something. You immediately opposition kicks in. Immediately the thought is, why am I doing this? Am I really called to do this? If it was God, would it be, it wouldn't be this difficult, man. I really shouldn't do this. I don't think I am called to do this. Those thoughts are from the enemy, not you and not God. It continues. Then the devil took him up into the city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written. This is from Psalm 91. He shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands, they shall bear you up. Lest you dash your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, it's written again. You shall not tempt the Lord, your God. Immediately. He's trying to get him outside of obedience. Immediately. He's tried to get him outside of the specific orders God has given him. God is going to watch over us. God is going to do what it is he said he's going to do. His angels are in charge over us as we are walking out our destiny and our calling. But just to irresponsibly throw myself into a situation and do whatever it is I want to do and say, that's all right, I could do whatever I want. God's going to save me. That's getting way outside my identity. That's coming outside of obedience and outside of relationship. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him. Resist the devil and he will flee, it says in the book of James. And behold, angels came and ministered to him. The enemy tried to give him all the kingdoms. He tried to give the king of the universe all the kingdoms of the world. Are you tracking with me? Understand something. What he's trying to, he's trying to offer a downgrade to the king of kings. He's trying to give him a downgrade, saying, hey, if you'll worship me, I'll give you less. And what it is is rightfully yours. <laughs> Think through this. His tactics haven't changed. All of a sudden, again, I'm being redundant. You want to do that thing with your business, your marriage, your kids, your personal life, addiction, go to health, whatever it is, you set, intentionally set yourself to do it. You say, I'm going to do this. And resistance comes. And everything you can see is he's trying, the enemy tries to manipulate you. The enemy tries to get you to question your identity, get you to question your purpose, and get you to agree with him. All because we don't understand the dynamics of the spiritual realm. We don't understand why that happened and what's happening. Why me? Why is this happening? Why would I try and do something new? All of a sudden, all this resistance comes against me. Why would I try and intentionally... Get healthy in a whole new way. I get sick immediately. Like, why me? Why me? This is so ridiculous. Like, I'm not, I'm not even going to try anymore. It's not worth it. That is the enemy. When we partner with God in those moments, when those thoughts come, when we say, nope, that's not my thought. That's not God's thought. That's the enemy trying to get me to agree with his thoughts. This is who I really am. That's when you're firing shots back. Why is this happening to me again? That's when you're on the defensive. And, stay, and, and being on the defensive in the kingdom of God is a more dangerous place than staying on the offensive. 
like I was saying a few minutes ago, the first commands are to be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth. Those are all positions of being on the offensive for the kingdom of God. But as soon as we go on the defensive, paradoxically, it is actually a more dangerous position than staying on the offensive. The resistance that's coming against you is just a confirmation of the potential that rests within you. You are called to do great things. You are called to go to another level and connection with God. You are called. You have the favor and grace and the wisdom to take your business to the next level. The resistance that's coming against you is a confirmation of how amazing the breakthrough is going to be. So when that resistance comes, get encouraged. James says, count it all joy when we face various trials, the testing of your faith. And what comes out on the other side? Faith that's been refined by fire. Faith that can't be touched. When you go through this stuff and you begin to understand why the enemy does it, it makes the trial a little more bearable. <laughs> Didn't make my pain immediately go away. Didn't, uh, when we got sick, it was for maybe five days or something, like the whole family. Me understanding it didn't make it disappear immediately, but it did empower me to face it with more courage and face it with the right perspective, face it in prayer, face it knowing I'm going to win. There's nothing. There's nothing. I'm going to win. How exactly? I'm not really sure. God could do it a million different ways, but I'm going to win. That's exactly what just happened is going to continue to happen in my life. And it's going to start happening in your life. When the resistance comes, it's a confirmation of how amazing it's going to be on the other side of that conflict. Thanks for joining us, guys, on the Recovering Reality Podcast. If you or a loved one is struggling in addiction or in your recovery, please reach out, guys. Get the support and the help that you need. You can reach us at info at recoveringreality.com. Let's get you the help that you need so you can get your life back. And guys, you can jump over to the website, tons of free content to help you walk out your recovery in a healthier, happier way. We are also training and equipping, certifying recovery coaches and launching them into the marketplace to help more people recover from this disease of addiction. Thanks for joining, guys. Catch you on the next podcast.